This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. As always, there is a lot to talk about. Now, on the vaccine rollout, this week we heard from a lot of people in the over 80 category. They were authorized to start moving up their second shots as of last Monday. And here's what happened. Uh, it turns out that for people in hotspots, like here in Toronto and in Peel, it was a a no-brainer, no problem. But for a lot of people outside, had a lot of difficulty. We heard from people who were on the phone for an hour only to be told there were no appointments. We heard from people who waited on the phone and then got an appointment that was one day earlier than what they already had, which was a four-month interval between doses. We heard all kinds of stories like that. And I put it to Dr. Dirk Heyer, and uh, he was very sympathetic, but he didn't have a lot of answers for us and promised to come back when there were answers. So I'd like to hear more uh, if you're in that category, because they're now opening it up, as you heard in Bob's News, to younger people over 70. Uh, You know, what was your experience Is it okay? Are you going to get your second shot sooner than anticipated? Uh, The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. The other big thing, and we found this out yesterday, was that now that mixing doses is deemed safe, people who got their first shot of AstraZeneca, and that would mostly be younger Zoomers over 55 in a pharmacy, can start booking their second shots and they have a choice whether they want another AstraZeneca or one of the mRNA vaccines. So here's what I think about this. So first of all, You know, people keep listening to us because we often find out about this stuff than the actual people on the ground. So yesterday we heard that those shipments were being shipped out to the pharmacies. You can start booking as of today. Well, I talked to some pharmacists and uh, as of this morning, they had not yet received the supply and they didn't really know very much about this. So uh, it turns out we know this first. I know this is all very fast moving, but still. And my question to people who had the first shot of AstraZeneca, what are you doing? Have you decided? I originally thought, hey, I'm just going to take whichever I can get first, but it now turns out that I'll be able to have a choice. And uh, Zeev, our producer, pointed out, you know, that choice might be stressing out a lot of people because there isn't really that much to go on. And as we move through this, I'll tell you uh, what my decision is. 
But I want to hear from you. Have you decided, is making the decision stressful? And based on what are you going to decide? There is a little bit of evidence that mixing the doses might produce a better immune response, but those studies are pretty small. They didn't really have many older people in them. So how do you decide? Again, the numbers. 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Daryl in Toronto. Hi, Daryl. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm a little confounded, frankly. Um, it seems, if I get things right, are the pharmacies now giving out the Moderna and Pfizer? Some of them have Moderna or Pfizer, Yes. Okay, because, I mean, so I got my first Pfizer, you know, after waiting patiently, you know. You got first Pfizer, so there's less for you to worry about then, or to think about. Okay, I'm looking at, from what I heard yesterday, it seems like, so I got my first Pfizer on April 13th, and I'm supposed to be waiting 16 weeks for that, even though the manufacturer says it should be four. Um, And so now someone who got their first AstraZeneca... Uh, um, it, after 12 weeks. So they could have gotten it three weeks after I got mine, yet they'll be able to get their second shot before I get mine. That's and right. To, and they'll be able to take the Pfizer, which to me says, well, when it comes to mine, it may end up getting delayed because the Pfizer is going to other people. Uh I um I don't think so because uh, w- according to the government we are getting good supplies now and I think with the AstraZeneca yeah. uh, you're supposed to get your second shot 12 weeks out which is what it would be for most people and with all the back and forth that happened with that vaccine and all the terrible communication and uh, people are worried about this very very rare side effect which has killed some people but is very, very rare. And AstraZeneca is only, uh, it's only being authorized for people who had a first shot. It's only authorized as a second shot now. So uh, that's, that's the rationale, but uh, you will, you will. Anyone, anyone who has survived their first AstraZeneca. That's millions of people. No chance of them having a problem with a second one. Correct? Almost. Well, it's a very small chance. Well, but I mean, small compared to the chance of, in the first one, even. Yes. So, I mean, it's like, if they survived the first one, they've pretty much proven that this isn't going to harm them. So why would they not be giving those people the AstraZeneca? They're giving them... They're giving them a choice. I mean, you know what? Like we're we're sort of pitting one group against another. Um, Daryl, I mean, you know, um, how old are you, if I may ask? Because that's going to depend when you can sign up for your second shot. I'm sixty six. Yeah, so it is. It's probably it's sixty seven before I get my second shot. As it's booked now, right? And also, just you know, I mean, we went online, uh, you know. On, on the phone or whatever got booked and everything like that, and now we have to do that again. Why can't they just automatically move people up if they have the supply? Well, that's that's a good question. A lot of people are saying, why can't they just move people up? It and and some of them are. It depends again where you got it because I have a one relative who's over eighty, and uh, she got a notice 
as soon as it opened up for people over 80 that she had another appointment and she got her second shot and other hospitals are doing it because they're well organized. It's the province's booking system that isn't doing that and people are wondering why. Daryl, I, I would say to you, I mean, this isn't a matter of pitting you like why why are AstraZeneca people? They also remember that there, w- there was so much back and forth that it was a pilot project. And first they allowed only only people. At first it was only older people. Then they said no older people than 65. It was only people between 60 and 64. It was a big mess. So um, I think that uh, if you had your first shot of Pfizer, you had less of a headache, at least in terms of the communication. Okay. Yeah, I just bought my second shot. Okay, well, I, I, you, you will probably be getting it a lot sooner than the four months. All right, let's go to Patricia in Toronto. Hi, Patricia. Hi. Um, so I took the AstraZeneca, and I've decided after agonizing over this uh, to take the Pfizer. And the reason why I did it, I was swaying towards the AstraZeneca, and I've been reading a lot of articles online, you know, which is the best, which is not the best. And yesterday, I came across, you know, this article from uh, Halifax Today, and it was the, the chief uh, medical officer there. I think his name is, like, Dr. Stan, uh, who says that, um, you know, he says, no, there's two things you have to know about. It says the first, the real world evidence is telling us that, that this vaccine is not effective um, as, um, you know, as uh, after first as the Moderna or Pfizer. There's differences in effectiveness, he said. And then he said the second thing is that there's still a real risk of the VIT, even with a dose, it's lower, but it is there. And then he goes, yeah, and for the MRA right now, the only thing that we know of is that you have increased minor side effects. So he kind of is swayed towards like the mRNA, and because I was on the fence, thinking, yeah, okay, fine, I'll do that. <laughs> that that was it. Okay, and it's interesting, you know. I got a um, I got a, a note from a friend of mine who lives in Halifax, and she's also thinking about doing that. Um, I have to tell you that I am going to take a second dose of AstraZeneca. Why? Because uh, you know these. These studies on what happens with mixing are based, they're small studies. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, there were not, you know, they were mostly with younger people. Yes. And I, I think it would be fine, but really millions and millions of people have taken it the way it was approved and tried. So to me, that's the more conservative route. And I have to tell you, like when I called my doctor, even she said, stick with the AstraZeneca. But I was still just on the fence, you know, and... I, I just I wish they would have just said here do this and then we would we would have yeah, questioned it. I, I I know, but if if they if they knew if they had clear evidence they would have. Yeah, and they yeah. don't want to, uh, you know, I guess take the responsibility. And, and there's going to be a whole special waiver you have to sign if yes. you're mixing the doses. Yes, and also thing the other thing is the way it was it was done. Like first Nasi says no, don't we know we don't we don't we don't recommend mixing and matching. Then it was, okay, now we have to do it because they're expiring. Then it was, okay, but now they're, you know, it's okay because we've extended the expiring date, so we're going to use expired doses. Then it was, no, now you can mix and match. So it's just big confusion all over the place. Well, you know what? I, I have to say this, that, uh, you know, they're, they're supposedly great scientists, bad communicators, but, you know, the way this, the, the way their decisions rolled out, 
I certainly am not making any decisions for myself or my family based on anything they say. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and there's lots, there are a lot of other sources, but I'm sorry, I don't accept the excuses of the way they have communicated this as a public health thing. Uh, the only advantage is that the province allowed the mixing of doses based on their latest communication when they extended the expiry without explaining why. Mm -hmm. I mean, we explained, we had experts explain that here on the show, but they didn't explain it. So I'm just saying what they say, it doesn't really make a difference for me, but you know, um, uh, it's it's probably six of one. The fact mm-hmm. is, we don't really know what's going to be better. So you made the right decision. Yeah. You Whatever. decide. Be happy yeah, with it. That's all you can do. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Right, okay. Let's go to Tom in Ajax. Hi, Tom. Hi. Good afternoon. You're on the air. Go ahead. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, good news this week. I'm uh, a first uh, dose receiver of AstraZeneca, and now I can get what I want, which is the second dose. Of so this, not, of the I'm same? Hmm? The second dose of what are you going to go AstraZeneca. for? Oh, AstraZeneca, yes. And, and why did you make that decision? Um, as you were saying just a minute ago, there's all these studies that say it's safe to mix and match the two. Yeah, I don't think they've been long enough and, and in-depth enough. Um, and it just seemed to me to be the safe thing to do. A couple of my friends have already gotten it. Uh, they had side effects the first time, had nothing this time. And it just makes me feel safer to do that. So yeah. that's that's good news. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, that is the conservative option. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's a safer option, and I'm more comfortable with it. So starting on Monday, I'm going to try phoning my pharmacist and see if I can you know, book an appointment, make sure they didn't forget about me. Remember, Zoomers, be nice to your pharmacist. That's the person who's going to be sticking a piece of metal into your arm. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the pharmacists are just inundated now. Uh, so we all have to be a touch patient. And as I said, you know, I, uh, after getting all this new information yesterday, rushed to call the pharmacist and, and the pharmacist, you kind of, uh, had less information than I did. So, uh, a lot of these things that they announce, they announce something and, and it takes a while to get down to us here on the ground. Yeah. But, you know, um, just, I can, I think to a certain extent that's forgivable. Um, but anyway, good luck to you, Tom. And I wanted to thank you for doing that piece. I think it was Tuesday, that segment about Bill C-10 and uh, Bill 96 in Quebec. Oh, yeah. That's not getting anywhere near the attention it needs in this country. They're both affronteries to our Constitution and our rights and freedoms and politicians. The good thing about that is politicians are once again being exposed for doing anything they can to get a seat in Quebec, even if it's ignoring it. Uh, yeah, um, a lot of people agree with you on that, Tom, mm-hmm. and uh, we're not. that's not going to be the end of it. We're going to yeah. follow up on that, obviously. Thanks yeah. for your call. All right, have a good weekend. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, it is time for a break. On the other side of the break, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. Interesting discussion we have going on people who got their first AstraZeneca shot. So first of all, we heard from someone who is annoyed that some AstraZeneca people who are probably a little bit younger than him will be able to get a Pfizer shot before they can. Okay. Uh, you know, let's not pit each other against each other. But I'm wondering now that those of us, and that includes uh, me and my family, who have a choice, what are you going to do and and how are you deciding? It's a tough decision. And, you know, if the authorities actually knew the real answer, they'd probably tell us. And I've heard from two different things. One woman who decided she's going to get a, she's going to mix. She's going to get her second shot of Pfizer. It has been deemed to be safe. And from somebody who said he's going to go with AstraZeneca, as I said, to my way of thinking, that is the more conservative choice because millions and millions of people have done just that. And if you had uh, no or no serious side effects from the first dose, the chance of you experiencing those terrible blood clots in the second dose are very, very tiny. Um, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a crapshoot. Like, how do you decide this? So I'd like to hear from more people, uh, who have, you know, who have made that decision. How did you make that decision? Maybe it'll help some of the people out there because as our producer Zeev pointed out, having this decision is kind of stressful. Okay. Uh, let's go to Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, I am very well, thank you. Um, I had my first AstraZeneca vaccine, and of course I had some temporary side effects that lasted three days. It was very stressful. And I, of course, was thinking of switching. Right. And then I decided to stick to it because I figure, hey, my body's already exposed to this vaccine. Um, they're doing so many changes, and it's just complicated. And I, we went last Friday, got the second shot, and oh my gosh, I prepped myself mentally, and I'm fine. No side effects. Uh, you got the second shot of AstraZeneca? Yes. Okay, well, th this, is, uh, this is one of the things that was found, is that with AstraZeneca on the second shot, most people have fewer side effects, uh, temporary side effects than they did in the first one. Now, with the Pfizer, even if that's what you're having both your shots, that the side effects with the Pfizer after the second shot are higher, are, are a little more severe. Whether you have the same, whether it's the second Pfizer or whether it's you're mixing and matching and this according to the study. So there you go. Uh, but whatever you do, the the temporary side effects after getting a shot are not considered severe. But, you know, I, I know I, I had a first shot of AstraZeneca and I felt really fatigued and a little kind of uh, achy, right. probably for uh, a day and a half, two days. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, uh, Sita, thanks for your call. You you got it done. So good for you. You don't have to worry about it anymore. No, don't have to worry about it anymore. And that's in the past. So I know it's very stressful for everyone. But they will come to the decision. They will feel it in their mind. What yeah, everybody be people like you have to decide. And unfortunately, on this one, the doctors aren't going to help you. No, no doctors, no scientists. They have to decide on their own. Everyone body reacted it to it differently as well. Yeah. Because I know, my, like my sisters as Pfizer and my sister in England, they all have the double dose of AstraZeneca. Everyone is fine. Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, as soon as we talk to our close friends in England, one of whom is a retired pharmacy executive and understood the whole thing, and this was pretty early on when they were saying it's no good for people over 65, it's only good for people over 65, no, make that 60. Um, after we, we talked to them, we both felt very comfortable with it, you know, whatever age. Yes, yes, yes. I, you know, we have to do what we have to do, right? Okay. Thank you so much, and you take care. All Thanks, Sita. Take care, everyone. Okay, let's go to Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hi, Libby. The hypocrisy involved in this and the incompetency, it just it's rampant. Uh, you know Dr. Michael Warren, right? Uh, Warner. From- Warner, okay, sorry. Um, he, uh, he was Mr. Lockdown doctor. Uh, I think he took tickets to go down to the Leaf game the other night. So, you know, the, the guy that's been preaching to us to stay at home and to lock down takes the first opportunity to go to a, a playoff game between Montreal and the Leafs. That's a pretty good gig. That was, that was a, a thank you for healthcare workers. He's probably been working hard and he's got both vaccines. I know, but somebody that's been telling me to stay in my house for the last uh, 16 months or whatever it is, I think should maybe just uh, step aside and uh, maybe let somebody that drives an ambulance that's out there in the front line a little... Well, I mean, they're all in the front line. He's in the front but, line. Okay, I mean, you don't but, like the guy, okay? No, okay I don't no, think no, he no, did I'll, anything I'll wrong. That. Jason Kenny yesterday <clears throat> was spotted having dinner with uh, six people. Yeah, that to me, that's more problematic. Okay, yeah, no, so bear me out here. So here's a guy that, and his health minister was there. The health minister was instrumental in locking down a church and arresting a pastor for 30 days in jail. So they can go, the health minister and Jason Kenney, a good conservative, right, that you think would be uh, more libertarian, is, is locking it down. Then you got the mayor of Calgary, who anti-maskers, he's calling them white supremacists. You've got Jugmeet Singh, who says you're alt-right if you don't wear a mask. And then what's he, he's filmed out there not wearing a mask with somebody outside his bubble. Was this, was this inside or outside? I heard the story about that dinner, but I'm not sure if it was inside or outside. You remember the last conservative that built the, uh, the, 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 the uh, condo on the top of the building for the... Uh, the premier to uh, stay in, and it's got like a big deck outside. It's I think it's called the Sky Palace. Oh right, yeah. so it's it's outside, and uh, I don't know what the rule is in Alberta. Here, you're allowed to have five people outside. But the thing is, you're locking down. They've got the province locked down. These guys should be like squeaky clean. To me, that was that was the epic fail. And I mean, you look at it, it goes right up to Trudeau. 
the guy who's the feminist, the guy who's uh, we're all uh, we're all racist, and he's the black face. He's the groper. Um, you got Carney, who's basically wants to be a liberal politician who works for uh, Brookfield, who they, they build pipelines in foreign countries, and he's against pipelines in Canada. The hypocrisy goes from it, it, it's institutionalized. Well, I, 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 I can't uh, disagree with you with all of that, Bill. Uh, you know, um, yeah, those are our politicians and people have to make up their own minds about them. And, and uh, you know, th- that, that dinner that Kenny was in, I mean, it's Alberta. Frankly, I'm not paying that much attention to Alberta. But yeah, that, that was, was, was it smart for him to do that at that point when what's going on in his province? A lot of people agree with you. Why wouldn't you pay attention to Alberta, Libby? But I, I, I don't follow everything in, in details. I mean, I, I would read a paragraph <laughs> saying, okay, the, they were caught having a dinner without masks. And I'm, you know, am well, I surprised I, by that? Not particularly. Actually, actually, I think we should pay attention to Alberta because their economy basically funds most of Canada. Well, it used to anyway. <laughs> That's another story. Okay, let's go to Murray and Malton. Hi, Murray. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. You ready for the hot and sticky weekend? Oh, I love hot weather. I'm uh, happy. I don't mind the heat. I don't like the humidity. But anyway, I got uh, both shots of my AstraZeneca. And the reason why I, I stuck with the AstraZeneca is most of these studies are only like a month old. Yeah, mixing and everything else. So uh, I didn't feel like uh, taking that chance. When did you get your second shot? A week ago yesterday. Uh-huh. And it, it, the mixing wasn't authorized a week ago yesterday. So there you go. You didn't no, have to make a big choice. They were talking about it. Yeah. But yes. um, and how did you feel after the second shot? Uh, both shots. I had no uh, side effects at all. Oh, OK. Well, good for you. This one, uh, the lady that stuck the needle in my arm did it some way different because it hurt for three days. That's the only thing, side effect I had. That's a common side effect. It's not. Yeah. I don't think it's because of the way she stuck the needle in. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. The first lady, I could feel where she put it in, but it didn't hurt. And uh, the day after, the only way I knew if it was there was when I touched it. But this time is. Two or three days. I don't blame it. Don't blame it on the person who injected you. I don't think that's the reason. Well, that or she stuck it in the same place the other lady did. Okay, uh, whatever. But makes, anyway, I'm yeah. glad you didn't have side effects. Yeah, so that's that's what I just wanted to uh, tell everybody why I did it, right? And that's because these studies are not that old. Okay, uh, that makes sense to me. Thanks, Marie. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. We've had a lot of talk about what to do about your second AstraZeneca shot. Um, I'm waiting to hear from people over 80 if they've had a, an easier time trying to book because over 70s are next. And um, we've heard complaints about politicians who uh, maybe. uh are uh, taking more liberties than the rest of us can. What a surprise that is, eh? And uh, the other thing that I have not heard about is about these Air Canada bonuses. So what do you think of that? Air Canada 
the board of directors voting to pay their executives $20 million. They've actually given out $10 million in stock options and bonuses, just as they're getting a $6 billion bailout from you and me while refusing until that happened to give refunds to you and me and laying off 25,000 people and shutting down many, many routes. There's a performance that, I mean, why not get millions of dollars for doing all of that? What do you think of that? I mean, and again, uh, this morning when I talked about it with Jeremy Logan, uh, his reaction the same, unfortunately, not a surprise. And they are not the only big corporation taking advantage. Okay, let's get to it. Um, You know, Ron and Guelph has been waiting very patiently to talk about Highway 413. So go ahead, Ron. Okay, uh, thanks for taking my call, Libby. I'm uh, I'm sitting just, uh, make this quick as I can, just sitting east of Peterborough. This morning I decided to conduct an experiment um, to see what the actual use of the 407 is. The big argument is, well, they need the 413, and my argument is they don't. Between the 407 and um, at the 403, at the Winston Churchill on the 401 and 35115, there was a total of 63 trucks. So was that it was that easy to count? Only four trucks altogether. And that whole section were going eastbound. Now uh, going westbound, there was actually 33 diesel tractor trailers between the 400 and the 401. Half of that many between the 400 and the 404, and only nine trucks between the 404 and the 418 where it goes down. Now, my point is, Libby, is that they keep saying they need the 413. Well, maybe I think an argument that uh, maybe they need it um, because of the number. But my argument is if they better utilize the, uh, 40, um, the 407 highway, they wouldn't need the 413. Mm, maybe they don't use the 407 because it's so darn expensive. Well, here's a great idea between the federal government and the provincial government. Um, I mean, they keep saying, well, we can't afford to buy the 407. It'd be too expensive. So between, why don't they give out a tax rebate then for the tractor trailers to get them off the 401? Uh, there's a thought. The 407, and now one of the pension funds, certainly has uh, yeah. a big stake in it. I have to look up the exact numbers. But thank you for sharing that with us. Well, all right, just uh, then the same thing with the federal government. Let's get the, the trucks. We already know that all the tractor trailers are in the 401, if you've ever traveled on it. By the time they're idling, Libby, and creating a lot of smog, why doesn't the federal government, if Trudeau was serious about cutting the emissions, why don't they offer a tax rebate for tractor trailers as well to use the 407 and keep them moving? Okay. Thank you very much, Ron. Let's go to Stan in Mississauga. Hello, Stan. Hi, Lemmy. I was going to comment on the Toronto Maple Leafs, how most people who have been around and been around hockey know the manager has to go because he's overspent and we have no grit on the team and we're financially in big trouble. But anyways, I want to go in on your AstraZeneca. My mother, and shot, my mother is 98 years old. I took her for her first shot several weeks ago in Mississauga Hospital. Uh, they had some mix-up because I could not drop uh, drop her off uh, with her walker at the door. I had to go to the parking lot. Plus, there was another long stretch where uh, it was probably almost the length of the football field to have all these 90 or 80 and overs go. 
But I phoned, uh, I registered this Monday, and she just got her shot, her second shot, about an, an hour ago at the Paramount Center, and it was fantastic. That's in, uh, that's in Peel. That's in Peel, yes. And, and she lives in Peel. And what did, and what did she get? What, which shot? She, no, she, she got the Pfizer because oh. she got the Pfizer the first time. That's good to hear. And how sh- how's she doing? Is she having side she, effects? or No, she's doing fine. But I'd like to make one other comment. I'm from Brantford, and Brant County and Brantford opened up yesterday for 70 and over. I register at 1030, and this Monday I go in for my second shot. So very well organized. Uh and I know everybody's doing the best they can. Our kids out west got the AstraZeneca, and they're going to go ahead with that because they've got one, they want the other. So that's just a scramble of it, uh, of a, my experience with a 98-year-old, and I'm a senior and our kids. So we're very pleased by the different provinces, but in particularly... Uh, Frank County, they've done an outstanding job. Well, I'm glad to hear because, you know, we were hearing from people outside the hotspots that we know about, and they were having trouble getting second shot appointments. So glad to hear about your mom. Glad to hear about you and your kids. Yeah. So thank you for your time. And they, they're certainly doing the best they can. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Libby. Bye-bye. Time for another break. Let me give the numbers out before we go to break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And again, I still haven't heard from anybody about this Air Canada thing. Are we just so used to such bad behavior from corporations like that? And like I said, They're not the only ones that gave the people in charge big bonuses or took wage subsidies and then fired people. Uh, it, It boggles the mind. But this is an airline and we need them because Zoomers want to start traveling again. I hear that a lot from people. We need them. But they paid out millions of dollars in executive stock options and bonuses. Uh, in the meantime, they hired 25,000 people, cut routes, and ref- refused to give their customers refunds. That's a $10 million job if I've ever heard one. The numbers to go call before we go to break, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. And let's start this segment by continuing our conversation about what people who had a first shot of AstraZeneca are going to do about their Seneca or their second shot, because the choice is ours. We're not being told what is better to do by the authorities. So uh, it's a bit stressful. And so far, what I have been hearing uh, in 
this is very unscientific. It's just from a few people calling into the show. More are opting for a second shot of the same of AstraZeneca rather than mixing and matching. Uh, but Elena in North York wants to share her experience. Hi, Elena. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, thanks. So, yeah, we, my husband and I, they made it easy, shoppers. They called me last week on the Tuesday, and I got it on the Wednesday. But if I hadn't, if they hadn't done that, I still would have taken the AZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have mixed them. And um, why is that? I just, you know what, I felt fine with the first shot. And, you know, like they say, the tests and everything like that, I just stick with the same one. And I'm happy. Good. Yeah. Good. We and, both felt fine. We never had any kind of symptoms whatsoever. And and you know what? As I said, um, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, but but you know what I I there I don't think there's a wrong decision here. Mm-hmm. There's there's just uh, one decision that's based on less information. But I've heard from people who said they're going to go for the Pfizer or a Moderna as a second shot, and I say more power to you. Yeah, I don't want to feel lousy from the second shot. So now it's all done and over. So let's hopefully we can get on with business, right? That's right. So yeah. if you got it last week. You've got another week to go before you are considered fully vaccinated. That's right. Yeah, I'm waiting full. Yeah, till next Wednesday, and I'll be like, woohoo! And well, the uh, the other thing, the next thing we have to worry about is what kind of proof do we have? Because after the first shot, I mean, basically, what I got it's a, it's it's a piece of paper with a logo. I don't know, uh, you know, when when I want to travel again or anything like that. Is is that going to be acceptable? It didn't look like it would be very hard to fake. That's true. Very true. Yeah. So this vaccine passport conversation has to happen. And apparently most Canadians are in favor of it, even though there are a lot of privacy concerns about it. So there you go. There will be more to talk about. Elena, have a nice weekend. You too, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Carolyn in Halliburton. Hello, Carolyn. Yes. Hello, Libby. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, Two comments. Uh, One of them on the Air Canada situation um, I can't believe that they would pay out these bonuses and stock options given the, the cry for help to survive. And why can't um, you believe it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's almost borderline fraud. I, I, they came to the government and said, we can't survive without your help. And yet they turn around and pay out these bonuses and stock options. It's wrong on so many, many levels. Well, I mean, I don't know, you know, the government is now a major shareholder, so maybe they can get rid of the board of directors or part of the board of directors that approved that. Because I think in the deal, there were limits on executive compensation, but this payout of the $10 million happened before the deal was inked. They were just negotiating it. So, I mean, you know, it, on the one hand, it boggles the mind. On the other hand, I am not surprised. No, I, I'm not surprised either. Um, I am retired now, but I worked in the travel industry for almost 40 years, and I know how Air Canada operates. And I know so many people still in the industry that are out of work on employment insurance, and these executives are getting bonuses. If they were doing the right ethical, moral thing, they wouldn't take the bonuses, and they would even consider a salary reduction, a temporary one, until the industry gets back on its feet. These are guys who've made millions and millions of dollars. I know. I know. It's just 
so wrong on so many levels. And when when I think of people who, uh, you know, people, Zoomers love to travel. And, you know, people who do that aren't necessarily rich. They scrimp and they save. And probably they bought one of these tickets that's cheaper because you don't have a full refund option in the ticket. And then they cancel these flights and they turn around and they don't give people back their money, people who need the money. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's just, it's awful. Um, I have a family member who uh, works in the industry and she has been unemployed, obviously, and but she is still working on her own with her customers to help them try and get refunds and rebook and so on and so forth. And she's doing all this on her own time from home just to keep the customers happy, I guess. I don't know whether that's the right word. At least to let them know that she cares. Well, so. and, and you know what? I mean, my understanding is that after the deal for the bailout was inked, you can get a refund. I'm sure they're not going to make it very easy. No, no. <laughs> and I guess I, uh, you know, to give a cheer out to travel agents, if you're dealing with a travel agent, they will help you. And if you didn't, if you booked online, then you're on your own. So, right. Anyway, um, I'm a big fan of, of travel agents because even when it comes to, to booking a place, you know, I've, I've into a couple of places that don't exactly look like what the pictures online looked like. I think that that kind of advice is worth paying for. That's just me. Thank you. I agree. My other comment was with regard to the Catholic Church and the residential school, this heartbreaking situation. I I couldn't believe it when I heard about it. Um, and I, what I cannot believe is that the Catholic Church is not apologizing not only not apologizing, but not offering to help with the restitution that is deserved. And I say that any Catholics out there, please speak to your parish priest about your feelings and ask him to pass those feelings on to the bishop, because that's the only way these things are going to be changed. If it's left to the executive, they will find a way to put it off with platitudes and whatever. But well, they and have the money to pay out to help these people, and they should do it. It is a sin, what has happened, and they need to treat it the way they would treat other sins. Well, just just to keep you up to date, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, and, and thanks for your call, Carolyn. Prime Minister Trudeau is calling on the Catholic Church to step up and take responsibility for its role in Canada's residential School system. He says that as a Catholic, he is deeply disappointed by the position that the church has taken now and over the past couple of years. He had asked the Pope in 2017 to apologize. And it's not just that. The Catholic Church is not releasing documents. It's blocking the release of documents. And the people who are looking into this so that we can finally face this chapter, they need the documentation. And apparently there is a Supreme Court decision. I heard the justice minister refer to it this morning that uh, the government can't force the release of those documents. So where are we at with this? Uh, you know, where are we at with this? Because, you know, this is a reckoning and, and we have to do it. Oh, Suddenly, uh, there's there's a, a caller who says he got an Air Canada refund. Peter in Mississauga, tell us about it. 
Well, uh, I did get, uh, and everybody gets a voucher. You know, you get a, a credit. Yeah, the, that's what yeah, people don't been, want, a voucher. Yeah, it's been, it's been sitting around for a long time. I didn't figure, well, okay, well, um, one of these days I'll use it. But then um, um, I applied for a refund some time ago, and now they come through, and uh, it was a substantial amount. It's so part, I, sorry, it was what? A substantial amount. Right, and did you get the? Did they refund all the money that you were owed? Everything. Yeah, I was really surprised. And and how long did that take? Uh, I got my refund. Um, oh, let me see. About three weeks ago, three four weeks ago. And uh, but this was a trip uh, planned for in um, June. So uh, it, it was some time since you know they mold they they. They uh, hummed and hawed and, and kept it on hold. It was June when? June 2020? Which year? Oh, <laughs> June 2020. Right. And when did you apply for the refund? Uh, sometime a few months later. They, they, they allow people to, to you have to send, send in a form and oh, fill out right. the request. And then I, I said, well, you know, like uh, you, get a, you get a bank credit. You don't get a refund. Well, right. So uh, you you this so it's you you've got a refund basically uh, just short of a year after yeah. you put out. Well, after the trip was supposed to be taken, I imagine you oh, paid yeah. for it before. Yeah. No. 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 That's uh, long after the trip was supposed to be taken. Right. So oh. I don't know if this has anything to do with the bailout. Yes, it does because it was a condition of the bailout. Otherwise, you would have been, as they say, SOL. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope you get to take your trip at some point. Yeah, it was a trip to Australia, so it's a long trip, and uh, uh, I was kind of disappointed. But uh, I still have another um, uh, ticket from uh, WestJet, and they put it in a, in a bank account or a, a credit, and they're not come. They're not forthcoming, so I don't know. Okay, well, keep us posted on it. Thanks, Peter. Okay, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let us go to John in Mississauga. Hi, Libby. Hi. Good afternoon to you. Um, I have a really excellent experience with the Trillium Hospital in Mississauga. Yeah. Um, she called us a week ago. Uh, I don't know if it's a guy or a gentleman or whatever, a person, but anyhow. And talked to my wife, and he said, you would like to... Uh, Take the second, you know, my wife, the second dose. My wife says, yes, for sure. They wanted to send us to another location, but my wife said, so we live close to the hospital. Anyhow, we went there, believe me, Libby, within half an hour, we were in and out. Everything is so organized. I think I called you when we took the first shot. But I didn't, I, I took Pfizer, both. I didn't want to mix. Well, so, there's no need and, to. And yes, uh, I, we had a little bit, not much, but a little bit of a pain in, in the arm, maybe like yesterday and uh, uh, in the morning or during the night, but uh, we took it Wednesday. So Thursday was a little bit, uh, yesterday was, you know, but um, anyhow, but it was, it, it was fantastic. Now, if I may, um, I used to work in an industry that used to, the government used to subsidize us a lot. I got laid off in their in that place nine times. Yeah, you could you could figure who, who the company is, and and with this Air Canada, my my son he's been waiting for for his rebate. I don't know for how long. I don't know for how long, and and he seems to be uh, given up. And I told him, don't give up. 
Just keep pushing it. It's a shame. It's a shame what 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 the Sierra Canada think. You know the uh, big shots, if you call them that. You know what they've done to you know to to, to this company, right? You know they they get their bonuses and and here you are like like you got a, a person wait one 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 year for for the rebate. Yeah, that's my comments, Libby. Yeah, thanks for the for the good work. I really appreciate it, like everybody else. And be safe. You too. Nice talking to you always. Okay, thanks for that. You're welcome. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Ken in Hamilton. Hello, Ken. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Pretty good. Um, I have one issue, but I have a couple of comments, if I may, afterwards. Uh, we we are heading towards the end of the show, so we don't have very much time. Okay. I can give you uh, uh, not very much time, Okay. Yep, my problem is with the post office. Uh-huh. Uh, I, uh, with everything going on, you have to have things sent to you nowadays for certain postals. Right, right. The post office uh, charged $15.46 for the package. Right. They charge a COD charge of seven twenty five. A gas tax charge of a dollar seventy-eight. That's for you to send something. That's for me to receive something—a COD. Okay. Well, d- don't you don't you see what the shipping cost is going to be before you buy it? Uh, basically, what had happened is the post office. The total charge was twenty-four forty-seven. But when I received the parcel, I had to pay thirty-four ninety-two. Okay, I you know what? Can I I I'm sorry, I just have no I you know, I have no way of of uh figuring out what's going on. I know that if, when I buy stuff uh online, there you know, you see the shipping cost and if you don't like it, if I don't like it, I don't buy it. So I I mean I just, I don't know what to say. If you have a bad experience, I'm sure they have somebody you can complain to, but uh, I, I, I don't know. Is <laughs> all I can say. Thanks for your call. Yeah, sorry, people. It's just, you know, I've, I don't know why the post office charged ten bucks too much. It's, uh, it's a big post office, and uh, there's probably someone to complain to. Uh, and make sure that you understand what you're going to be charged. Because uh, some some things are COD. If you're getting something from outside the country, you can elect to pay the duties on it afterwards. That's not necessarily a good way to go. I like to know what I'm going to pay up in advance. And uh, we are at the end of the show. Uh, it's That's it for Fight Back for today and for this week. Some of these topics... We are going to be taken up next week. I'm sure there will be more on getting the second doses of whichever shot you're getting. There will probably be differences on getting those shots depending on where you live. Uh, People who had AstraZeneca are still going to have to decide what to do for the second shot. And we'll talk more about Air Canada. And as I said, that's all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.